Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming female entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. And this episode is sponsored by Rockamore Shoes and also the Norwegian accounting system TripleTex. You can find a link to both Rockamore and TripleTex in the description of this episode. And today I'm so lucky to speak with Mia Wagner, one of Denmark's most prominent female founders, advocate, investor, and also founder herself. She has been a director in multiple Danish companies and she has co-founded the Nordic Female Founders, which is a community to strengthen women's chances and inspiration within entrepreneurship. Wow, that is powerful and also part of my mission and I'm so excited to kind of Yeah, uh, dig into you as a person because you are a successful Danish investor. You serve as board members in multiple companies and you have a lot of influence. And she's also been one of the investors at the Danish TV program Shark Tank or in Danish Løvens Hule from 2018 until 2022. Mm -hmm. This woman has a lot of impact. And even though she empowers others and fights for more diversity in the entrepreneurship field, she also has a personal journey that I want to tap more into. What makes Mia, Mia? How did you come so far? What do you look for when investing? And what are the key success parameters for female founders? And also, what is your best advice for other startup companies? Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta Mia. Thank you, Henrietta. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Mm. I'm really glad that I can be here in your house. We're sitting in Female Founders House. We are. In Bredegade in Copenhagen. So we're going to really go into you, Mia. Tell us about you. How did you become the person you are today? Wow. And that is a very big question, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um Well, I guess if you want to put it down in one sentence, I would say it it was by overcoming um, well problems. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You know, that's where you learn the most. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, the way I got the the, the strange you might say that mm-hmm. I have now is, of course, by not always choosing the easy way out, mm-hmm. but being willing to learn mm-hmm. and and do better every day. Mm-hmm. That's the short story, isn't it? <laughs> it is the short story, yeah. but how did you grow up uh, in Denmark? Mm. Um, what was your ambitions as a child? Was mm. this that you have now? Was no, that your no, dream? In, in no way, in no way. So what I wanted to do, I, I grew up in the countryside uh, and my my father was an attorney. So we talked about a lot about justice at home and worked a lot with that, you know, and I just loved his stories telling about how he well, he was a defense lawyer so he, he mm-hmm. really did take a lot of fights for the the ones that can't defend them defend themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that was really a thing that I admired a lot as a child and I just yeah I loved the stories he was telling and the other thing was I was quite fascinated by um, by science mm-hmm. and one of my first role models was Marie Curie Mm. Who did it? You know, who was a scientist? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and one of the first female scientists, and even won the Nobel Nobel Prize. Yeah. Um, so that was really what I was occupied with. Mm. That was science, uh, and especially medical science. Mm-hmm. And and quite early, I think, in about at the age of fourteen, I just 
made myself that ambition that I wanted to become a... Um, I think the English term is a forensic scientist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to work with, you know, the evidence and the investigations in yeah, dead people or yeah, people in general. <laughs> so in order to do that, I had to study medicine. So that was actually what I wanted to do uh, and, and strive for, for some years. Uh, and I did, did begin the medi- you know, the studies. Mm-hmm. But after only six months, I, I stopped. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was... I don't know, I had, I had this notion that you could either become a doctor or a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I've, I've probably brought up with from, from home, you know. And also because your yeah. dad, if that was your role mm. model, you thought he was a lawyer, yeah, then exactly. it was most natural to you to become a lawyer. Very much so, yeah. yes. And, but and you became a director pretty early. No, I did become a lawyer first. First? Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things was also that I, I had, I've been working in his company since I was 13 years old. Yeah. So it was, you know, quite natural for me. And, and the thing is, what has always been important for me is, you know, making a difference for people yeah. uh, and, and having a, a higher purpose. Mm. So in that way, it was very meaningful for me to become a lawyer. Mm. And I did. And I worked as such for about 13 years. And of course, that's also a thing that has, you know, made me the, the person I am now, mm-hmm. also professionally, because I did meet a lot of people who were in big big trouble mm. and women who really had well from my point of view now women who had the experience that they didn't have a choice because mm-hmm. i do believe that we have a choice yes but so many women were in terrible situations and were not ready to do something about them mm-hmm. and then i also met women who who did and you know a lot of the women i met mm. they decided to make that change for themselves when something terrible had occurred. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the, the terrible things that happened, often it was you know a matter of violence, maybe, I'm sorry to say, often it was a man mm-hmm. <laughs> who were violent towards them or their children. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the thing that made, gave them the power to mm-hmm. make the change. Mm-hmm. And then again, yet at times I met women who, who weren't able to do that and mm-hmm. who felt that they were caught in a situation mm-hmm. and couldn't see their way out of it. And of course, that that these people that I've met, and also I have met a lot of, as I did criminal defense law law too, I have met a lot of men also that we would traditionally see as as the um, as a, the violent part, mm-hmm. uh, and that way we would make him the enemy. Mm-hmm. But I got you know I got the as a lawyer you get their trust mm-hmm. and you, you you get their story. And then you understand that no one wants to be where they are in the, mm. that situation, nor, mm. nor the violet or the victim. Mm. And I think that was so important, so meaningful for me. Mm. And what I did at that time also was I, I educated, I, I got the education as a mediator. Mm-hmm. So that once again, you know, gave me the, the ambition of trying to close the gaps between, yeah. yeah, it could be men and women, but it could be so many different gaps. Yeah. And working as a lawyer, I had that privilege of meeting a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even more so now, I meet a lot of different people. And now more, of course, very competent people, people in, in big companies. And, you know, having mm-hmm. met all, you know, in a way, all sorts of, well, at least Danes, mm-hmm. especially. It just, it's just a great gift mm-hmm. in order to be able to understand people. Mm-hmm. So that was what I did. Um, for yeah, 
13 years mm. and then um, well I think the thing is I probably always wanted to make my own company mm. I just didn't quite have the courage you're a leader you're a leader yeah. within your field so mm. you found something really uh, truly meaningful that you wanted yeah. to help people and you found a gap that you wanted to fill mm -hmm. and you wanted to take leadership in that position yeah so so that was that made the thing you discovered while you were a lawyer that made you find your passion and the things that you wanted to solve which you're doing uh, yeah, now yeah we're not even not no, even okay. Okay, so before we go further with the conversation with uh, Mia, I'm gonna talk a bit about my sponsor. I am a proud ambassador and also user of their products. This is Rockamore Shoes. I really, really love their shoes. They are the most comfortable high-heeled shoes you can probably ever find. So they have stores both in Oslo, in Prinsensgate 12, and also in Copenhagen and several other several other places in, in Denmark. But the good thing about Rockamore and also why I wanted to have them as my sponsor of this podcast and promote them uh, to you guys is because they have a strong vision. They really believe that women should be able to stand strong in themselves. And they also preach that people that are maybe weird or different than people that deserves to have their voice heard should also be promoted. So I really think that vision is so strong. And also if you are thinking about building your own business, I think it's important to think about what is your identity? What do you really want to stand for and talk about? Because now it's soon 8th, uh, the 8th of March, which is the International Women's Day. And we're going to celebrate every woman in the world every woman that actually does something to move our society forward and i know that rockamore shoes will really celebrate this in a good manner so stay tuned and follow their instagram rockamore shoes and i've also posted a link for you guys down in the description here where you can click on it and check out their shoes i i i did have a notion of i wanted to do you might say more, mm -hmm. uh, which is strange because when you're a lawyer, you really get the feeling that you do a lot because every day you meet people you help. Exactly. So it's really very close to you. The change you mm. may make are very close to you mm. and very visible. But either way, I wanted, I, I just, just found out I wanted to do something else. It's, you know, the short story of it. Eh? And um, well, eventually I was asked to become the, uh, the CEO of... Uh, well, a group company owned by my father and brother. Freeway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I also have a question about that, but yeah. now we're yeah, naturally we're, going, we're into, going that. into that. <laughs> and and so I did, yeah. which was of course a, a very big, for me personally, a very big leap. Yes. Yeah. From from of course leading individuals, you might say, as mm -hmm. a lawyer, because mm -hmm. that's what you do. You lead people through a complicated process. Yes. You do a lot of strategy work. Um, but from that and then to actually lead a lot of people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you have to sort of change your mindset a lot because when you're a lawyer you're very risk based yeah. you look a lot about yeah, what, what are the risks and what are the, the consequences of your actions mm. whereas when you are CEO you have to be a lot of, you know very keen to actually to take risks mm. and, and more, more conscious about calculated risks and the benefits there are, and you have to be, of course, a lot more tuned in on the financials. Really cynical, maybe. 
No, I wouldn't say. No, I wouldn't. No, no, and I definitely wouldn't say now. No, but no. like you need to uh, kind of look into all the risks and be calculative, maybe more yeah, calculative. From my point of view, it would, it would be responsible. Responsible. Because you have to acknowledge that you're protecting a company. Mm. So sometimes, yes, you do have to make hard decisions, mm-hmm. but you're doing it to protect the entity you've, you've, you're defending or you've built. Mm. And that is, of course, that is a you know a work environment for a lot of people. Mm. So that's just your responsibility. Mm. So I wouldn't say cynical, even though it is said yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that leaders are and, and that they do become more cynical. Yeah. But to me, it's always been a matter of being responsible. Yeah. yeah. So I, here I come at two questions, uh, mm. both regarding leadership and also the cynical part, because right before I went into the... Let's take the leadership outwards. Mm. But right before I went into the interview mm. with you, mm. I asked some people and also some of my followers and... Some people I met, I said like, oh, I'm going to interview Mia Vauna today. Oh, and they're yeah, like, yeah. congrats, that's huge. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they said like, what should I ask her? And then she, they said, and that's also a compliment to you. So beautiful question. Mm. It was like, how can you be so kind? How can you be such a kind oh, person? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I feel like your persona out in Denmark, mm. and especially in, through Love and Sule, that yeah. uh, people have the brand around you that you are a kind business person. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes when yeah. you're a business person, maybe people think you're a CEO, you're a leader, mm. you need to have sharp elbows. Mm. How do you balance that, that feminine power of being kind, collaborative oh, as that's, you have? Oh, that's such a great compliment, really. Yeah. There you go. Um, I think it is by staying true to myself. Yeah. But I did learn from an early age. I, I was told that I was too, you might say, mild. Mild? Mild. Kind and mild. Mm-hmm. And that does give people the impression that you might be even be naive, which mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it is an, in a way my, my being, my way of being, yeah. is also an attempt to break down stereotypes. <laughs> And that's of course not deliberately why I'm doing it, but that's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm yeah. happy. That's yeah. that's you know what's going on out there. Yeah. Because we do have these notions of what a leader should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know if you if you ask children to to draw a CEO, they would typically draw a man. Yeah. Um, and of course, even as a lawyer, people had expectations of how I should act mm-hmm. in order to be convincing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. um, now also, but then back then even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess the older I get, and of course the more acknowledgement I get, the easier it is just to be myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've always had a very high um, need for integrity. Mm-hmm. And I do have that also with the people I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So when I get this sense that, that there's a difference between who you act as and who you are, mm. then I'm not going to be able to work with you unless we can uncover that difference. It's about trust. Yeah, you might say it's about trust, but for me it's, it's a matter of integrity. And yeah. of course trust is a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even think, well, that's some of the things that are really fascinating when you, fascinating when you work with entrepreneurship, is how the company is you. Exactly. You are a company. Yes. And so I've never developed as much as a person mm-hmm. as I have mm-hmm. in the last couple of years where we are building our own company. Because mm-hmm. it's just very demanding. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know, you keep getting a lot of questions and, and eventually you realize 
these are questions that I'm asking yeah. myself as a person, yeah. or the limitations that the company will meet mm-hmm. are actually quite often yeah. personal limitations. Yeah. So you it's are, so fascinating. You're tapping into something really interesting and mm. also something I'm using a lot of brain power on these days because I'm also coaching other women on how to find their inner passion and their why. Yeah. And that's got to be connected to your company values because your company yeah. is you. Yeah. But how can you do that when you are, I kind of say, you're starting from zero, from nothing. You yeah. have this dream. You want to start a company. Mm. Most of my listeners are ambitious career women right, yeah. who want to start their own company and, and then just go ahead <laughs> just as Mia yeah. said exactly but how can you be true to yourself as you mm. are and, and you know kind of climb up the ladder and, and do those stuff and also to add another aspect of it the startup world is really um, focused on the masculine values you know yeah. hustle work hard competition what about turning business into more feminine values like collaboration, relationship building, mm. staying true to yourself? Mm. So how do you, I don't know if that's a question mm. to you, but like, how do you do that? How do you build a company like that? Wow. Well, in, in many ways, once again, a very big question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting it difficult yeah, for you yeah. here now. No, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, I'd say, first of all, you just have to take the leap. I mean, you just have to do something. I usually say, just take the smallest step you can take today. Whatever it is, just the smallest possible step that will bring you closer to your dream. And you know, it's okay to make mistakes. We will probably make a lot of mistakes. And there's even signs saying that, that, you know, you are, you're rejected a lot as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but that women are more sensitive towards rejection than men are. Mm. So this is, I think this is important knowledge because we have a lot of the rejections we meet, we get the impression that this is me as a person. I am not good enough. Mm. And that's not the case. No. The, the rejections you meet are, are actually because you're moving forward. You're pushing something. Yes. And we're supposed to do that. Mm. And especially right now, as there are very few female entrepreneurs and even a lot fewer that actually get investments. Mm. So a part of that is accepting that there's a lot of learning going on. And every rejection is really just... If you're a spiritual person, you would say a sign from the universe yeah. or just a sign. It is for you to learn yeah. and understand. And I think what is very important, um, where should I start, is acknowledging that as a woman, mm. you will not be met as you are. You will not be understood by the established entrepreneurship culture because this is a very, it is a very male-dominated culture. And the things, the, the way we measure success are not defined by women. They mm. are defined by men. Mm. And then you have to be aware of, you know, how do I actually measure my own success? Mm. You have to have some kind of, I mean, even write it down if you can. Yeah. Some kind of acknowledgement. What is my own success? Because mm-hmm. you will meet mm-hmm. again and again people that will tell you that this might not be a success in their eyes. Mm-hmm. But you just have to stay true. Mm-hmm. And we, we, as there are so very few female entrepreneurs that are gaining investments, and that's globally and not only in Denmark, yes. um, you know, this is a very big issue because this also, this also means that there are, there, are not, there are not products or new companies or way of being a leader mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are developed. Mm. There's a, we're missing out of, on a lot of things right now because mm. we as female consumers, 
are actually not getting what we could get. No. And that's why there is, and I hope I hope we can do this in 10 years, I don't know, but it, it's so important to support female entrepreneurs mm. and also to be very yeah, resilient yourself because mm. you will make a lot of changes. And even if you, you yourself you know, eventually don't go through with your project, you've still pushed a lot of people. Yeah. So you have to look at the values of the small things. Mm. I mean, for me in the beginning, I was just celebrating, you know, just to celebrate we're right here right now. Mm. I mean, I mean my, my co-founder Anna and I, we just promised each other, if we could just inspire two women, we would be so happy. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I know now that... But of course, the goals are bigger, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you, you, know, you just, have the main values. Yeah, yeah, just to, you know, sort of be, get this feeling of that you're good, you are successful mm-hmm. right now, and to, to retain the notion of success mm-hmm. as your own. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, it is also important that, that you should look at your entire life. Mm. I mean, don't do the thing where you work yourself to death. <laughs> no. Don't ruin your life. Just be true to yourself. What is my, my notion of a great life? Exactly. I have worked a lot, but I like it. Mm. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy moving things. Mm. So this is sort of a, a way for me to get energy. But I've also been the single mom of two girls. And somehow we made it work. And I think that's successful too. Yes. So that's some of it. I think the most difficult part of your question is the thing about, you know, getting to know your own dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? So (laughs) what what, what I did, at least, uh, first of all, I just... Well, there were a lot of things... Maybe even things that I felt pushed me towards that mm-hmm. this is this was the time for me to do my own mm-hmm. my own thing, and I was fortunate not that I was so fortunate that when Anna heard that I was going to do my own thing, she wanted to join me. Yeah, and it's so much better to be two yeah. than one. Did you know each other from beforehand, you and Anna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked together for before. as investors. No, I, w- I was her CEO, so she worked free. with me. Yeah. Ah, now I see the connection yeah. there. So and now she's taken your seat in the program. She has. Yeah, she's mm. really cool. She's so cool. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. really g- good answer, mm. and I think there's a lot of uh, different aspects to it. Um, there's yeah, but not I, a I just wanted answer. to say, <laughs> tell me that the thing is, what at that time I knew I needed, I needed the sense of justice. I needed that with me. It wasn't enough just to. Yeah, you might say make money. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I needed to have a company where we were actually making a difference, doing something that was meaningful and important. Okay. And of course, I have been a feminist for quite some time. <laughs> so I just took the time. I mean, a couple of months for me, uh, and along with Anna, just thinking about how, what should we do and how should we do it. Mm. And then eventually it became quite clear that we needed to do something for female entrepreneurs and, and, and female business angels and investors as well, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing now. Uh, and then the next step was, of course, trying to find out how can we actually build a company, a professional company on these on this foundation. Exactly. That's also yeah. something that I uh, kind of crack my mind on mm. these days as well, as I'm part of Antler. And mm. I kind of also know my purpose. I know what I want to do. Yeah. I know that I want to keep on helping promoting the role models that we mm. lack in mm. the industry and if we can if we can do that in a way that it's a sustainable business because you cannot you cannot also you can't just let's talk more about you know making money because mm. how do you make money on running nordic female founders because 
what I see from the outside, it's a brand where you have a community of entrepreneurs and you have investors. So how how do you as a company owner own, yeah. earn money? That's what you're trying to do now, right? Yeah, 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 clearly. Yeah. So how do you do <laughs> and, that? And I think that's important because, you know, some people might feel that it would be wrong to say that we're building this also to make money, but that's of course. an important part of being a role model. Yeah. But it's also an important part of making a difference. It is actually to, you know, use the forces of the market, you might say right now, just this is the meaningful way of making a change mm. uh, and, in a, and in an effective way. And great value. And, and, and yeah, and, and I really do also through the work I do with UNICEF, mm-hmm. it is very clear to me that what is, is so important that we give the women in general the opportunity to choose for themselves. Mm. And we do that when we give them the opportunity to support themselves financially. That's just where it all starts. Yes. So I think it's so important. It is so important to be willing to make money and be willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because not, all, not everybody wants that. So that's part of it. How we do it? Well, first of all, we are quite good at making investments. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. So, so we're, we're doing good. Uh, and the companies that we buy, you know, that we invest in are doing really good, even though these are troubled times. And that's especially thanks to Anna. She's really good mm-hmm. at, you know, coaching the companies. Um, so that's a good spot for us. But of course, the thing is, when you do investments, you don't make money day to day. No, no. So, of course, investments that you that you have and you follow until you, yeah, until you exit. Yeah, yeah. So the other part is actually making this house a business model itself. Mm. And that we've only been, you know, we've been open for what, seven months now? Yes. And we are still, you know, working towards that. And a lot of things are going to happen here in the year 2023 mm-hmm. that will eventually put us in that position. Yeah. So what we have been doing so far is doing different things in order to you might say just to, to make the money needed for, um, I don't know quite the English term for that, but just to make sure we have what we need. And a little pause here in the conversation, because when Mia talks about, you know, having the things that you need, I really want to talk about my other sponsor, which is tripledex.no. This is a Norwegian accounting system, and this is as especially that one thing that you need when you start a company. So this was what I also started with when I didn't have any income starting this podcast. I worked for six months uh, without any salary from the podcast. And then I got Triple Tex as one of my sponsors. And they also provide this accounting system. And you can go in and you can automate most of the processes that are connected to accounting. And, you know, as we are people and we're women, we want to start our own companies, we want to move stuff, we want to talk to people, we want to meet new people. That's what we're going to spend our time doing, not sitting in a dark office and doing accounting if that's not what we're passionate about. I'm preaching that we should do what we feel passionate about. And that's why I also chose to outsource my accounting to Triple Tax. So what you can do is that you can try Triple Tax in 14 days for free if you need a new accounting system. And especially if your company is registered in Norway, I've also posted a link for you down here so you can check it out there. Now let's see what Mia has to say more. 
Mm-hmm. So we do different things because, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, you can always make money in yeah. some way. I used to say I learned that from my mom. You know, there's always something you can do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I also coach with mm-hmm. with my clients. Like, find the things that you're best at. What are yeah. your best skills? Exactly. Write them down, yeah. and then maybe you find something you really like. Maybe you like to knit, or maybe you like to sell mm. your clothes. Like, yeah, and you you'll, be, you'll be amazed. Yeah, on on how you can actually make money on a lot of things. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's what we're building right now is the community around this house. Mm-hmm. And of course, this will be a lot bigger and better. And, and of course, more, more digital also, so it's more accessible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're looking into that. But what we are hoping is and that within this and next year, this year and the next year, we'll probably, we should be, you know, we should have the, the entire business model ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, of course, the foundation of the community. And then we hope it eventually we could scale this to well abroad because wow. I think this is needed in pretty much every country of the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the thing is that if we can inspire women to, um, if we can inspire women to discover yeah. what they can do yeah. themselves, yeah. then we can inspire women to become to support yeah. themselves I can be the one and, who can expand can... this to Norway yeah you could yeah you could because this yeah. is also needed and this has also been a part of where I see that when you make a co-working space like female founders house mm-hmm. now I've also noticed I've been here a couple of times and I've noticed that some of the people here it's sometimes it's a lot of happening it's events and it's cool things happening mm-hmm. and other days it's quite quiet yes it's quiet yeah so we need to attract people uh, to come here yeah. in every day and work because they yeah, know there's yeah. a value of meeting the people that sits in here, right? Exactly, and I think that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of thoughts behind the house as it is right now, and and a lot of people are actually wanting to help. So the next step is, it's just a matter of you know building the model really and, yeah, yeah. and making it accessible in different ways, yeah, yeah. and we should be able to do that in the next ten months. So, but I think for them, for the people who don't know the house, it would be important to say that it's actually a house for female entrepreneurs and female investors. And what we do is we work with closing not only, you might say, not only the gender gap, but also the gap in what language should I speak? How should I talk with my advisors and how should the advisors talk to me? Mm. So we're co-working with, you know, accountants and, and lawyers and 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 banks and different different professional people in order to also educate them mm. in how should you address mm. the female entrepreneur because mm. the thing is there's a lot of places where the where women are not met mm. and understood mm. so it is really both ways yeah and that's what we can do in this house when we bring mm. women together mm. we can actually get a lot of learning yeah. and bring that learning to well to the market in general yeah um, so that's some of the things that we're working on. What has been the biggest challenge up until so far? Uh, time. Time? <laughs> time? Always. Time. Yeah, yeah, I also noticed that. I yeah. feel if someone could solve a problem and make the döne make more than 24 hours, yeah. I would buy that solution. That would, so, that would be so great. But yeah. there are ways, you yeah. know, there yeah. are ways, yeah. uh, of course. In different ways, you can work a lot more effective. Mm. But the thing is that I have been quite amazed by the attention that we have got, mm. and that I personally also have got. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of you know publicity work, a lot of yeah podcasts, now and podcasts. interviews, and mm. 
and different things uh, and it's great and it's important mm. and and I do it is my experience that I have now a voice where I can say things that many women can't say mm. or at least that I couldn't say 10 years ago mm. I mean how does it feel as a woman to enter a ballroom how yes. do you actually feel how does it feel how does it feel I know how it feels yeah you do yeah, yeah. I've so entered me. the boardroom mm. in the real estate industry and yeah. I feel, um, how do you say, when you're getting... Uh, yeah, like almost uh, strangled? Strangled. Nauseous, yeah. 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 Because I know I have this personality where I'm really energetic yeah. and I'm mm. open, I'm glad, I'm happy, I want to make things, I want to move things. Yeah. And when I'm coming in with that energy and I feel like this, yeah. when there's a lot of men in suits and they're like strong, standing mm. up and like, no, you cannot do that, then I feel bad yeah and the thing is you just might go out from that ballroom and you might feel yourself as a lesser person yes as as if you're not good enough mm -hmm. and that's not the case no you're just you know among you're not among equals no and, and well for me older now it's it's easy of course but when i was younger when you entered the boardroom you, you're just not credible in no. the same way yeah. as the rest you don't bring that with you. You have to gain it in in the environment you're in. Yeah. So you 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 mean you need maybe six months before you can actually ask questions, mm. before you can actually maybe think smarter. Mm. And then you know in that in that time you you don't really get to represent and you your, your your sex or your views, and and I think that's very important to understand. So that's some of the things that I feel I can talk about now. Yeah. And, and people will listen. You can talk yeah. about it because you have built the credibility. Yeah. And how do you build the credibility? And I also think if you cannot build them before six months have gone, mm -hmm. what happens to your self-confidence then? Yeah, that's Slowly the thing. going down. Yeah, and, and imagine, because we see that. We see that a lot. And, and I, I see it in women and I see it in women wanting to build their own company because it's, it's mm. so sensitive and mm. we need so much. Mm. It is as if we as women need someone to allow us. Mm you know, to allow us to start our own company. No. But there's no one you can ask but yourself. <laughs> it is your own decision. Mm. But it's so difficult to, to break down these notions of what can I do? Mm. And then when you're not met by your advisor, by your bank, mm. when they don't really talk to you and understand you, and you don't understand the language they're speaking. I mean, fortunate for me, I was a lawyer and I've done 20 years of buying and selling companies. So I do understand, but a lot of people don't. You just feel even less of a person. Mm. And you need so much courage already. Mm. And then you're not acknowledged at all. It's really, really hard. Mm. And it's okay, because for youth, I mean, you are a first mover. So it's okay, it's okay that it's hard. But we need to understand this is a, this is a matter of professional heart mm -hmm. things are difficult it would be also if i needed to learn to dance or ice skate or anything else of course it's hard mm -hmm. but it's not it has nothing to do with you as a person it's the system that you're in mm -hmm. and i think it's important to understand that and then of course to understand that we can actually we can do what as we can do whatever we dream of mm -hmm. and there's no one to tell us mm -hmm. that we can't no and only ourselves to tell us that we can I think it's so important. So important. Yeah. But how how do you get motivated? How do you mm. what motivates you to wake up every day because I imagine you have a busy schedule and you need to prioritize what to use your time on. Yeah. And and how do you kind of get through that and get motivated? Um 
I'm quite proud. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so that's one of the things I do if I if at times I'm tired. Mm. I just look over my shoulder and I just look at what we have done already. I mean how far we've come. And I just yeah, I'm just proud. Yeah. So that does help me a lot. And then I'm through the years more and more conscious about um, how do I fuel myself, you might say? Yeah. So, so what are the what are my means of driving forward? Mm-hmm. And and I'm changing that. I mean, because as a as a young woman, it was more about being good enough, mm-hmm. you might say, mm-hmm. um, trying to fit in and trying to, to uh, what would be the English term, trying to um, match with your peers or be yeah, or even not more ma- match with the expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or better yet, be a good girl to come to overcome them and to do even better. Yeah, because that's where you gain credibility, mm-hmm. and that was important for me. Uh, whereas now it's more more matter of, you know, being in getting the inspiration, mm-hmm. doing the things that I dream of. What are you? What do you get inspired of? Who uh, inspires you? Like what people in your life? Mm. And you know, you yeah. yeah. So, in a way, a lot of different people. But mm. I must say, I don't have a role model because no. I'm I'm often asked, yeah. and I'm like, where? Who should that be? <laughs> I have. Yeah. I don't have a role model no. either. Because I have many. Yeah. And I, I just, I collect knowledge everywhere. Yeah. All kinds of places. Exactly. And, and historical, I mean, historical uh, issues about women, female artists, mm. uh, in general, people doing new things, you know, just walking that line that no one has done before. Mm. That always inspires me. Thinking the thoughts that hasn't been thought before. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> really, I love that. I could just, yeah. What I do you love doing that. when you have free time, when you're not here working mm. or thinking about work? What, what do you do? What do you love doing? Yeah. The thing is, is you know, I'm, I'm a female entrepreneur and this company is only what two, you love. two and a half years old. So I'm just thinking about the company all the okay. time. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and of course, my, my, my children. Yeah. My wonderful children. Because you're single, right? Yes, I'm a single mom. Wow. Yeah. I'm I, also single. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time for boys. And oh, you don't I, have either, oh, maybe. I, I hope you have. I hope. Oh, you will have. <laughs> maybe I will. Because really, I think, well, if, if I should say something on the, on the personal note, it would be that, you know, your life is important. I mean, and work is not everything. No. And so, so I've been practicing the last couple of years trying you know not to be too much in my work uh-huh. and what I have done is I'm working a lot with my body yeah <laughs> you know to, to sort of get to know it and, and stay well connected because mm-hmm. I didn't earlier it was just all head but you really need to bring yourself with it yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot of a lot of body work yeah and, and the connection uh, and of course uh, I do more and more things that are not work related like you're going out in yeah. the forest, you're going on workouts. Yeah, I do that a lot. What do you work out? I really love working out. Do yeah. you like that as well? I do. I do enjoy yoga a lot. Yoga? Yeah. But right now I'm just, I have a personal trainer. Because yeah. once again, we're working a lot with getting the connection with, yeah, brain to body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. But, and then I, I always go, for, hopefully, mostly once a day, I go for a very long walk in the yeah. forest. Because yeah. that's where I get all my thoughts yeah. Sort it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I spend time with my wonderful girls. Yeah. Mm. I'm also part of a family with them. Um, I also have a sister, so we're mm. two girls mm. and um, a mom and a dad. So I really see that, you know, having the sistership um, 
Yeah. Let's not talk about family. I need to ask you also what your because what are you kind of looking for when investing in founders? Because you're mm. investing in founders, right? Yeah. And what is your best advice for others that want to start their own company? Yeah. Well, also what, raising what, what, money. What I am looking for most of all is um, you're willing. Uh, are you willing to learn? Because mm. mm. that's everything. You know, and, and a part of that is also, of course, being resilient towards rejection. Mm. But but not, I mean, you can come to me as an investor and you can, you know, you can be troubled mm. and you can be sad and, and you can be honest towards me. And mm. I need you to be that mm. and I will help you. Mm. So the thing is, being resilient is not necessarily a matter of being good at, you know, succumbing rejections. But it would be about being, as, I, as we said before, the integrity. I mean, can you come? Can will you come to me and tell me about when you're troubled, and will you let me help you? Mm. And whatever help you get, are you willing to take that and make it your own? Yes. Because as a parent or as an investor, we are not the ones to tell you what to do, but we are the ones to encourage you to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, it I do prefer that when I'm working with entrepreneurs that they know themselves that much. So they had this notion of what they want or who they are. Mm. But even even that we can work with. Mm. Um, so the thing is, if you are not willing to take advice, and if you're not willing to learn from your mistakes, then I think you should go somewhere else. You can come that, to me. Yeah. Yeah, no. You cannot come no, to yeah. me because also if you're a coach, mm. you need to be coachable, right? Yeah, you need to yeah. be open. Exactly. Because you can be... You can be anything, but yeah, I agree with you. The skill yeah. and the ability to learn is what makes you go even further. That's what makes you makes an entrepreneur, in my view. Yeah, because that's what we do. We do every day. We do things that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. or at least things that we haven't done before. And and as such, we have to be willing to learn, mm-hmm. and we have to accept that sometimes we make mistakes, and that's fine. That's fine. And that's also a good thing. Leads me over to the question I normally... Mm-hmm. These are the two last questions for the, the... This is the question I normally ask everyone. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? So how old are you now? I know you're not supposed to start <laughs> no, that yeah. question. No, it's okay. <laughs> you are... I'm, I'm 45. 45. Mm-hmm. So with all the knowledge as a 45-year-old, mm-hmm. how... What advice would you give yourself as a 20-year-old woman? I think it would be, well, my oldest daughter is 17, so, you know, we're getting yeah. there. And and what I think is really important is to, um, that you think in your life strategies. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a matter of, I mean, you choose your own dream and you choose your own way of life. That's important. But what I can do is to give you a consciousness, you know, I'm trying to do this in English, um, help you to be more conscious about the choices you make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do I make them? Mm-hmm. And when I did this, how did it work? Was it good or bad for you? And I think really one of the good ways of navigating is, you know, to be more, once again, more true to yourself, but more focused about what feels nice and what doesn't. Mm. And eventually, sometimes we have to do things we don't like to do because mm. we know this will bring us somewhere we want to be. Yeah. So you have to be conscious about that. Yeah. So you really have to be willing to ask yourself, how does, I mean, am I in a good spot here? Mm-hmm. Am I comfortable? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then I hope you will move. Mm-hmm. And then the strategies you use to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do, so whenever you do something that's 
you know, success, what I do with my children <laughs> is I, I spend a lot of energy, not as much talking about what they achieved, but how did you feel and what did you do to come there? Mm. And how would you like to, I mean, do the next time yeah. you're in this situation? Yeah. I think it's so much more important. And I think in general, for the younger generation, it, it's really... I think the best way of acting in the world as we have it now mm -hmm. is to be conscious about what are my methods and what are the processes I'm going through. Because mm -hmm. you have plenty of knowledge and you can get knowledge everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so if you want to, yeah, if you want to become the CEO, you can just Google how to do it in a way. <laughs> yeah. But you have to acknowledge how do I learn? How do I move myself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how do I still stay true to myself? Yeah. What is the best leadership skill in your eyes? Being able to listen. Yeah. Observe and listen. Yeah. And it has always been very important to me. Yeah. Uh, um, You're a really yeah. good listener because when I came in here, you also started, mm -hmm. like, you sat down and you yeah. listened to me, tried. Mm -hmm. And I saw your eyebrows, you're, like, really going into, like, yeah. who yeah, are you, that. really? Yeah. 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 That's a good skill. Really good yeah. skill. And make, lifting other people up. Yeah, that's a part of it. But, yeah. you know, mostly we just need to be seen. Yeah. Seen and, and acknowledged as we are. And then we can lift ourselves. Yes. Mm. This is the last question, yeah. which I ask everyone as well. Mm. Uh, if you got five million Danish kroners mm. right now, mm. what would you do with them? Well, first of all, of course, I would speed up the process of this house. Uh, so we would be pushing it even faster. Mm. And then I would open my house in a new country. What country? I don't know quite yet. I just had a great talk with the uh, Minister of uh, Finances and Equality of Greenland. Ah. And I just, after talking to her, I was just like, oh, we need so, we just need to, so much to go to Greenland and try to, you know, help, help but with respect. Try to find the, you know, the un, undiscovered potential of the women in Greenland and how can we actually give them the choice, give them the notion that they can do what they can do themselves. But I'm not sure it was going to be Greenland. I don't know yet. I, I'm, we're still looking into that. But was, that was what I would love to do. I was thinking Færøerne. Fair, yeah. And I know some people in Denmark that are from Færøerne mm -hmm. that has a company or an hour. They are really like boom, boom, boom. The women there yeah. are really um, oh, that's great. powerful. Because that's really, I think that's so important. The thing is... You know, I don't have to have all these houses, but what I really would love is to bring the world closer to a gender balance. Yeah. And we need to acknowledge that we don't do that by making women, you know, look like men or work, mm -hmm. work as that we do now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's what we call assimilation. Yeah. That's not going to work. We need to have at least 10 years, probably 50, where we as women get to build our own companies, build our own dreams getting our own notion of success. And you can't skip that part. And that's what's so important right now, I think. I really, really agree. Mm -hmm. And that success needs to be in another way. Definitely. It needs to be based on feminine values. Yeah, and, I, and think and I think so too, but yeah. I think it's important not to say that as, as something that's you know opposed to male values, but we need to find out 
what would we do? Mm-hmm. I mean, how would we do it? Because mm-hmm. we don't know yet. No, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. that's also what I'm preaching. Like, use the um, the advantages that we has, have as a mm. woman and don't make the man an enemy. Of course, there's many yeah, yeah. traits we can try to use, but also they can use things from us, right? Yeah. So how to find a balance? Completely agree with you. Yeah, so, so you can't really balance it right now? No. Because there's not enough on the female side. No. When it, when it comes to, you know, yeah, business. And that's what we're changing. Yeah. Thank you for today. <laughs> Thank you for joining Business Talk, Mia. I'm uh, so proud also, and we're celebrating. Cheers. Cheers. Because we did this interview, and um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. And one last notion remember to check out the links in the description Rockamore Shoes and also Triple Tech's free trial period. And as I've mentioned in some of my podcast episodes, I also started as a business coach. So if you are interested in, you know, finding your why, finding your passion and really figuring out what you're going to do the next couple of months. And if you want to develop yourself and build your own business, I suggest you write me a DM at my Instagram business Henrietta and we can have a free intro call and we'll see how I can help you. Okay, bye for now. See you soon.